Warning! What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Corbs. I'm Kev Kev. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out which way to look when I'm looking at everybody. You know, I don't uh, think it's the same on everyone's screen. Definitely it's not. not. <sighs> like, I don't, I'm are... not sure if the recording works. Like, I don't know which one. It probably pulls from my screen because it's recording off of mine. I would imagine. So hopefully I, Paul, it's working out. Paul, you can move people around and pin them, I think. I could. So hey, you why? you could know who they Holy who was crap. Where. You're right. That does work. Look at that. <laughs> <Tech> support. <laughs> so guys, uh, what's got you geeked? Help desk support. <laughs> we just learned something new about Zoom. All right. <laughs> Show's over. <laughs> what's got me geeked is I, I can move things around except now I can't. Oh wait, there we go. You can release your video here. What? Release video order. Oh. There we go. Did, okay. Did I just change the video order? Oh. That's funny. Paul, you could move them all and pin them, and nobody else could move them. Nice. I probably will do that from now on, just so we look I more doubt uniform. It. You won't Great remember job. this tomorrow. Great. So I'm number four now? <laughs> or, am I, or am I five out of four? That could be. <laughs> All right, so since nobody else is going, I don't really have something that's got me geeked, but I, I have an update from last week. Let's hear it. All that. Our, our good friends at Smash Syracuse. Yeah, I saw that today. Are getting the hell out of Destiny already. What? Yep. Yeah, they, uh, they, they've got a standalone location that they're moving into uh, later oh, on. Oh, good. Good for them. Yes. Good for uh, them. Their last day in business in Destiny will be... July eighteenth. Yep. Good for them. So, so I I saw the article. Um, I think it was on like uh, Google Feed or something like that. I saw it in there that they were moving. They didn't mention anything about uh, standalone place that they were going. Do you know where they're going? I don't. 
Um, all I know is they have a location because uh, I, I saw the news drop on Facebook originally, right from okay. that. And they they said that they're getting out of the mall. They didn't get the the neighborly welcome they expected to get, and um, they cited issues with you know noise complaints and not being able to be open when the mall is open yeah. as uh, the reason why they did scout a new location and um, lock in on it rather quickly. So I wonder I wonder where they're going. Um, I'm hoping our our good friend Jared will uh, let us know. Or I can ask my. Yes, you could. <laughs> you're, you're inside, man. I do, girl. It's as yes. good. It's actually as good. And actually, I found out on Saturday that they're actually dating. So they're not just friends; they are dating. It oh, is so official good, now. You might be family someday. Could be. I could. I could get that money. <laughs> <laughs> you're not that close. Listen. I doubt that shit. If you just get us another, you know, a discount to another <laughs> event there, I, I'd be happy. Right. Preferably this summer, because this appears to be the summer of GeekPod live events. So, apparently. Well, I got to, I got to email him tomorrow. Anyways, I got to get my, uh, my son set up for the, his birthday party there. Perfect. So I'll be, um, I'll be emailing Jared uh, tomorrow. I'm working from home. <laughs> my son's in the in the room with me, so I don't know if you can pick his ass out. All of a sudden, I just saw the mop go flying. Yes, that's what it is. He's got the freaking. Uh, he can. He, he's got the. Uh, he can put the man bun up. But I told him if he did it, I was going to have to punch him and him in the face, and then myself in the face for letting him do it. <laughs> Wait a second. Is that your son or your daughter? <laughs> wow. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> he can't. He can't hear you either. <laughs> that's okay. You can listen to the video later. <laughs> that's true. Oh. So. Yeah, this hey, is my. You want to stay in the room? You're fair game. <laughs> this is true. So he doesn't know that because he can't ever hear anything we're saying. No, he can't. He can't hear this week's because I got his. I have his headphones on because he has. He listens. To That's like punching head... a blind person and saying you could have docked. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, can, they can for... hear. Their senses are so much better. <laughs> they can hear the whiff. <laughs> so I guess I'll go next. I mean, unless you got something else, Paul. No, that was all. That's all I wanted to touch upon for this section. So you all to all I was going to say, all I wanted to say, was that my pool is open and I'm happy. Uh, before before last year happened, the the year from hell, um, when 2019 came to a close, I thought for sure I was going to fill my pool in because I just had enough of it. Uh, spring 2020 rolls around and I changed my mind because I kind of figured we might just need it that year and we did. We had a great time with it last year and it's open again this year and we've been already enjoying it in these uh, heat waves that we've been having. So very, very happy about the fact that it's open and that I still have it. Yes, perfect. See, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not so mad at Kristen for talking me into getting a pool anymore. So, <laughs> oh. yes. It's uh, so, she has, so she physically had to talk you into getting a pool? I'm sure that wasn't much of a conversation. It was enough because I didn't want to deal with one. Yes. So, is yours but. is yours is yours chlorine pool? Mm -hmm. Okay, because my buddy yes, here he's got a he's got a saltwater pool. I've heard those are awesome. Yeah, Haven't they're fantastic. We we considered converting over, but the the price kind of scared me off of it a little bit. So yeah, I mean he he loves it. I mean it's less chemicals in the in the pool and. But not it's just basically like a, a bag of like 
salt, I guess. He puts it yep. in. He's got to put it in slowly or whatever, as opposed to – like he, he has to have somebody come, I think, at the beginning of the year to get the pool set up, and then at the end of the year to close it, and that's it. And he, he can put the chemicals in himself. He doesn't have to test the water. He does on his own just to be on the safe side, but he doesn't right. have to really – Just to keep up on any, it. Yeah, any much, there's not much upkeep on it. And to, to top it off, the motherfucker's heated. That's better. That's that's yeah. nice. So it doesn't matter when it's ninety five degrees outside because the pool is eighty five. It's like getting into the freaking ice bath. But when <laughs> it's seventy degrees outside and you get into the eighty five degree pool, it's pretty nice. Getting out yeah. though, it's you got a little dick turtle going on. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like getting when it's like a thousand degrees outside. It's like jumping into a bath of ice and not just the ice bath challenge. You got that? He's he, he's he's doing. Not ventriloquism now look at that shit <laughs> that's weird it's crazy that's some crazy shit there that's it i'm pretty good at it too never <laughs> saw my mouth move once you missed the opportunity so, you should have been taking a drink while he was talking <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i'll go i guess i'll go for what's got me geek unless unless kev kev's got anything else i'm done yeah mine is just uh graduation my uh, my nephew uh graduated on friday from esm so nice was pretty nice and that it seemed great. I didn't I didn't get to go to graduation because you could only have a certain number of, of people there. But Obviously. graduation party was uh was Saturday afternoon, so we went over there and hung out and you know had a good time and whatnot. And then uh, just kind of happy that he graduated. I don't think he's going to school this year. I don't think he's taking a year off. He's been uh, he's been working a lot and he enjoys working. He's looking for kind of a a better paying job than he's got right now. But other than that. Oh, he works at United Radio. Nice. So, I know that place. Yep. So he works. He works there. He's looking. He's working with uh, his uncle also. Uh, he does. A, he's got like a flooring. He does flooring. Like installs like hardwood floors and carpets and stuff like that. Awesome. So he's start. He's trying to get into that. My uh, his uncle, um, my sister-in-law's brother, does that, and he uh, he had a business partner that retired. Um, so he's got the business himself and he's looking for, to take somebody on as a, as an apprentice and then eventually a partner and hopefully somebody he can give the business to. So they're kind of hoping that maybe Alex will be that guy. Yeah. And that's a, that is a good and very profitable trade. Yep. Uh, because if you're good at it, you can basically make your own price. Yeah. Right. But it's also a spotty business too. I mean, you could go a couple of weeks without having a job, but you could go, but then for the next Two months, you could have a job every work it, you know, other day. completely. Okay. Yeah. Enough. Oh, you got to stop, or I'm gonna have to put you on mic, and you're gonna have to deal with it, and they're gonna rip on you for the next two hours. Good. With the man bun. Just with the. So you can play on your phone like you did last time. Yeah, also make sure right. you, like, you can well. just go ahead and get the hell out of here. That's that's what you can do. <laughs> I don't mind he sits in here, but. Also, my phone is charging. All right, well. So, all right, I'm done. <laughs> this is the conversation. This is what it's like all the time between the two of us. So, you're talking to somebody else, and he keeps chiming in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, I, I don't. I don't have a geek this week. I, I have what's got me freaked. 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 Okay. Like, I I had a. Moment of potentially is there a TV on somewhere? What is that? It's my wife. Oh, okay. Um, like a 
a moment of existential horror. All right. I want to ask you guys something. Do you know the Oscar Mayer song? Okay. O-S-C-A-R, yeah. You don't have oh, to sing it. Oh, I wish it, but... it was. Okay, yeah. No, no, the... the. My baloney has a first name? Yes. That's oh, the baloney one, not the, okay. not the wiener one. Yes. Can you, can you recite to me the lyrics as you remember them? My baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name. It's M. A-Y-E-R? No? No, keep going. M-A-Y-E-R, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. If I... I don't know. What's the last part of it? If you ask me why I'll oh, say... Oh, come the fuck on. B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Right, got it. Wait, no, no, what was the end there? Not, not the B-O-L-O-G-N-A. spelling. B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Not the spelling, the part before that. Yeah. If you ask me why... I'll, if you ask me why, I'll say... B-O-L-O-G-N-A. No. There's another line there. Oh, there is. See, yeah, I told you. I, sing it. I know. I'm like, I, I'm like going through it in my head. And I'm Paul, like, can you do it? I can Google it quick if you want. Well, no, I don't. I don't want you to Google it. I'm trying <laughs> to find out if anybody remembers it. Because I, when I Google it, it says, "Because Oscar Mayer has a way with B O L O N A." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. That sounds familiar to me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. Um, no, I'm not. Because you know what? I remember it going. Oscar Meyer has more to say than B O L O G N A. Oscar Meyer has more to say. So I went and looked at it. I was like, maybe they did a uh, different commercial or something. Paul, could you throw that a uh, screenshot that I emailed you up on the screen? This is what you get when you Google Oscar Meyer has more to say in quotation marks. Okay. Not nine o'clock yet. Hold on, I'm coming. You caught me off. <laughs> Paul, I never want to hear you say that. <laughs> Seriously, that was not the It's like Saratoga all over Ew. again. What's wrong with you people? Are you coming on your baloney? Oh, I, I can't even all use right. that. I'm done. <laughs> all right. No. no results found for Oscar Mayer has more to say. Just leave this up for a second, then you can pull it down. Um I think I discovered a new Mandela effect. It's impossible mm-hmm. to search it, though, because when you search Oscar Mayer and Mandela, there already exists one. People that think it was spelled M-E-Y-E-R instead of M-A-Y-E-R. And that's all that comes up. And I went through pages and pages. But right here, uh, th- this doesn't exist. Guys, this is how I remember that song. And, and what's interesting about it is that it's not just, oh, somebody's alive or dead or the spelling of something. There's context here. I remember that line um, in relation to the Wienermobile because it was kind of saying, hey, we're not just baloney. We also do other things. There's a contextual reason behind that line. And apparently it doesn't exist. Now, That's I was messed really, up. I, I was really hoping one of you would remember it. Um, but, yeah, I'm just like – I guess my wife and I are from different uh, universes because she remembers it the way it, it appears to be. Uh, I just that that floored me. This came up last night, no, two nights ago, and I had to get up out of bed and Google search. We, we I wasn't actually in bed; we were sitting in bed talking before we go to sleep, and uh, it came up, and I, I started Google searching it because I've thought about it before, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" Make sure you take this, it downstairs. I, I can't find anywhere. Where the lyrics are the way I remember them. I've never heard it that way. So clearly uh, this is one of the instances where we're from different universes again. 
Yeah. Um, can... and I think we need to uh, revisit this. Is a multiverse? Um, Do you know what a Mandela effect is? Government cheese. I don't. I want to revisit this as an episode. So let's not hit too hard onto this right now. That's um, what she said. Maybe, maybe in the other universe. Um, that go doesn't doesn't have any results for that in quotes. I, I'm floored. I yeah. I you, if you if you asked me how it went, I would have sworn I would have bet my paycheck that that's how it went. Corbs, what a Mandela effect is. It's named after a few years ago they discovered a whole mess of people thought that Nelson Mandela had died back in the eighties. And what what was uncovered is there are people that actually remember things differently. For instance, um, Paul and I talked about it. And Paul, I, I'm not trying to hit it too hard. I'm just trying to explain. No, no, that's it. all right. Yeah, no, you got to give it context now. Okay. Yes. Um, for instance, the kids' books, the Berenstein Bears. Okay, that's spelled at the end is S T S T A I N. I remember it is S T E I N, and I remember that way specifically because I asked my parents why it wasn't pronounced the same way as Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the okay. Berenstein Bears. It was the Berenstein Bears. That's something I asked my parents when I was a kid. But no, it's never been spelled with an E like that. It hmm. doesn't exist. So the, the thought process is that starting with some events in the re- well, relatively recent past, you know, in the last you know, 40, 50 years, something happened. And sometimes we slip between alternate versions of Earth. And they're so similar we, we wouldn't even be able to tell the difference until this one little factoid, something you recall, and nobody else recalls it the same way. Or in, in this case, a lot of people do remember um, it, Berenstain being spelled with an E. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Um, nobody knows, obviously, if it's really the truth. But, you know, some of these, you know, we, I have strong attachments to, like, you know, the Berenstain Bears one specific instance, the uh, Oscar Mayer jingle specific instance, and what I thought about at the time. Um, real quick, Paul, any big ones you can think of off the top of your head? Um, I'm pretty sure there was an earth where Paul always put show notes in when he said he was going to. That, Bullshit. That, yeah, I don't believe that's, that. That's hell. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember, too, because we had a whole list of them when we hit it before. But mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, that was on a different show, and I was really, really hammered while we were doing it. <laughs> no, you weren't. Don't lie. Well, I remember that because we did, like, three episodes of uh, Out of My Head in a row. And I think that was somewhere near the end when we did that one. Oof. So, so you were you were out of your head. Usually, usually when we were doing those ones, yeah. It's progressively worse as the night goes on. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we we should revisit that at some point. But yeah, that's what's got me freaked, and um, I think I've discovered a new Mandela effect. I mean, there are lists of them out there. I don't know how to claim it though. How I can go? Hey, you know, the, I discovered this one. Can you go to Reddit? Like, that seems to be kind of a place for those. Yeah, but do you, can you really claim anything on Reddit? You can say you were the first, but... That's true. Is it, is it effect or effect? Effect, right? Yes. Effect. Mandela effect. By next week, Kev Kev is going to be, you know, a complete and total um, professional on the Mandela effect. Probably. Well, he's got a, next he's week, got all that tomorrow. time at work. He's got all that time I'm at very work. Very interested. He's well, he's going to be people. messaging me about it tomorrow at work already. <laughs> uh, Kevin, it, it may it may actually what, blow your mind. But the very first thing that says is when masses of people believe an event occurred when it didn't. So far, only you believe that one thing happened. Only I that we know, know of. Okay, oh. because well, no, been, okay, I'll give you that. I, I've been living with this for years, and it wasn't until two nights ago that I decided to look up what the words to the jingle were. 
Okay. Uh, you know, this, this may have been true, you know, most of my life. It may have changed last week. I might have slipped universes oh. last week. There, there's no way for me to know. Um, and, and I'm I not. Think you, I think you pretty much look like the same guy, though. <laughs> well, that, that's the crazy part of it. I'm not saying that I totally believe that we're actually switching universes. I mean, I use it as a, you know, kind of a jokey thing. But in the same vein, wow, something fucking weird is going on. And, I mean, the idea of, you know, parallel universes is not, you know, completely out there. It's something a lot of scientists believe is is likely to be true. So uh, who knows how that works? I hate That's... the way they do it in comic books. Mm. But not comic I... book shows. But we'll get to that much later. Man, man, wouldn't you hate it? You hate multiverses and you find out that you're actually in a multiverse? Then would I would suck. know why. <laughs> it would make more sense. Somewhere there's a version of you that's like, I fucking love multiverses. They're awesome. I doubt it. I really doubt it. Is that, is that looking to be like the movie The One with Jet Li where he goes between universes and kills himself? Uh, it, it's more like the movie The Butterfly Effect, right? Yeah, or I think there actually there is a movie called on Amazon. There's one called uh, The Mandela Effect. Or Man, yeah, The Mandela Effect. It's, it's pretty good. Nice. Uh, I think the, the premise of that movie was basically this guy suddenly his, – his son dies, and then he wakes up one day, and his son is, is back. It never happened, but he finds himself flipping back and forth between the two different universes without – not being able to, to control when it happens. Uh, you, you should definitely read up on it. Uh, interesting stuff. But, you know, that, that's my, my – uh, my got me freaked. Outstanding. Uh, so let's jump right from that into – what y'all playing this week? Me, me. I'll go first. <laughs> I think that's I, a I, given at this point. Well, I, <laughs> I paused. You, you basically fill the segment. So. <laughs> I, I waited. Um, actually, I'm playing something completely different this week uh, because after all of the uh, the um, uh, Annie wrestling uh, documentaries or, or biography or whatever it was, and Dark Side of the Ring, uh, which I'm all caught up on as well. Uh, I decided I'm going to get back into pro wrestling and I got a subscription to Peacock and that, which they, they bought the WWE network and I've been watching the shows and trying to catch up. It's kind of tough cause it's been a while. Uh, but I, I picked up a WWE 2k 19 and 2k 20 for the PS4 and uh, I've started playing those. I literally just scratched the service. I, I, sorry, I just got 2k 19 working today cause I had a trouble in, uh, with installing it. But, um, I had Avery watch um, some of the women's matches in Hell in a Cell from a few weeks ago. And uh, she seemed like she was kind of interested, maybe. Uh, tonight, I set her loose on create a character mode. Nice. WWE 2K19. <laughs> Creates her own character. We literally had to, like, tell her, get in the shower. Now. I mean, it's it's supposed to be reading time, and she's still playing matches. And she's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, she's wrestling and like, oh, man, that's not fair. She's just losing her mind over. I don't know if she's, we're going to be able to have her keep playing because she always takes everything too far. Uh, but I haven't actually gotten to play it yet because she's been playing. Uh, but, but I'm trying, and I'm going to dive in headfirst and uh, you know, try to enjoy the games and the lifestyle. I, I will say that it's, it's nice to have those shows to look forward to, which is something I missed. Um, Paul, you got a smile on your face. I mean, it's, it's attitude error all over again. What do you mean? Remember when, when Jack was all about the Attitude Era and the pro wrestling? Jack. No, no, I'm, I'm never going to be like Jack. 
not going to be like that. Uh, it, it is. It, it's nice to um, to look Check forward to attitude. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Okay, let's let's talk about that because I was thinking about this before the show. Um, when I was growing up, we didn't have cable TV. In fact, where I lived, they still don't have cable TV. And the only people that got that kind of stuff were people with satellite um, dishes. And those were only the rich families. So um, I didn't get to watch all the pay-per-views and all that stuff. All we had was uh, WWF superstars uh, on Saturday mornings. I remember that show. Yeah. Right after rock uh, and wrestling. Yep. And and I I enjoyed watching it. Uh, Then, you know, I became a teenager and I was always out. And we still didn't have cable. I eventually go out on my own as an adult and get my first apartment. The first thing I do is get cable TV and Oh my God, there's Monday night raw. I mean, that was, it was like two hours of wrestling on a Monday night. I was floored, fell in love, um, had the, the SmackDown games, uh, for my PlayStation. And that's what I did. I worked at Sam's Lakeside. I went home, grabbed a 12 packs and Burger King. And I sat there playing wrestling until, you know, three in the morning. If, uh, it wasn't a night it was on, uh, but then, you know, you get married and everything and you have kids and you just kind of got away from it. I didn't have the time for it anymore. But I realized what I liked about it wasn't really that I really believed in it or, you know, I I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. It's awesome to have two times a week. You have something that big to look forward to a two hour chunk of time. You can just kick back and enjoy yourself. It's kind of like a destination. And I think that maybe a lot of people feel that way because watching it now and they they that you can't accuse them of working stiff. I mean, I can see now where no, they're not really hitting each other. Whereas you watch the older, older matches and I'm not saying they did hit each other, but they sold it a lot better. Um, yep. It definitely does not look as authentic now as it did back then. But hey, it's still two, three hours of uh, escapism, and that's not a bad thing for anyone. No, very true. Yeah, definitely not my cup of tea anymore. But well, I shouldn't say that. It's been a while since I flipped it on too. And well, when they start having live events, your dad's going to drag it to him. So I don't know. It's been a while. He he. The last few years, he was kind of like meh on it. So I might have to drag him to one now just to do it. Actually, we should make it a Geek Pod event. We'll get him a Geek Pod t-shirt and everything. I'm not springing for ringside seats, though. That's That definitely that ruins the mystique. Let, let Geek Pod spring for it. Like I said, I'm not springing for that. <laughs> Actually, you know what we do? You get him a shirt, you mic his shirt, but don't tell him, and then we all get there and we fucking leave him. We'll record <laughs> everything. Yeah, and, and watch from a distance. If he gets in any trouble, we'll descend. But let's just see what happens and what he says. <laughs> I, you know, he, he's been accidentally mic'd here off of, like, my ring doorbell and stuff. I'm not sure if I'd want that to happen. My dad has a tendency to just poke his head out the door and have running commentary, like, <laughs> from my neighborhood. And, wow, there's been some fucked up stuff said. Just saying. Oh, I I need to know now. <laughs> no, Not now. I'm just I'm waiting for the video. No, he was behind it. He was in the doorway, so you couldn't see him. But yeah. Um. So so Kev, are are you still playing something? Yeah, just poking at settlers online. The uh, summer events up right now. The um the football event or what they call a championship championship event. So it's three weeks of um, you just push through as much as you can and grind through as much as you can to get as many of these uh, footballs, they're called, because this is a German game. It's football, so, of course, they're soccer balls. Right. And you collect them through all sorts of different ways. You collect them on your island and you collect them in adventures and explorers bring them back, things like that. You know, you, you, you uh, 
go through and get your achievements and it's classic you know builder game you know you just keep building just keep building and growing and helping your teammates and having fun conversations with newbies and and keep settling basically basically the idea keep settling uh corbs are you playing anything uh you're still working (laughs) i still work i still work um just uh like games on my phone. I got a cooking, it's called Cooking Craze. It's just a, it's like a restaurant game. Gotcha. So you, you just put shit together and you get customers or whatever and you got to put the food together that they want and give it to them. So been playing that. Been playing that for, actually been playing that for a while. So. So have you been the head chef yet or? Oh God, no. I'm not even a, I'm not even the sous chef. I'm the guy that, they send out for the to get the food at the other restaurants. It's the pizza delivery guy. <laughs> you're the door. You're the DoorDash guy. <laughs> I am. Is that the one that if you don't if you don't get their order up, they get mad at you? Yes. Yeah. If, yeah, if you don't get their order up in time, they you know it starts out there's a like a green line or it's whatever. It's their happy line or whatever. So if it gets too low, it gets yellow. They get annoyed, and then red, they get angry. And if it runs out, they fucking take off on you. Perfect. So. Seriously, don't they know I'm just one guy? What the fuck? <laughs> I got no waiter. I'm, I'm making this shit and delivering this shit. Are, Give me a fucking you, break. So you have to deliver it to the table too, or is it all takeout? No, it's it, it's basically like uh, you're like a short order cook. It almost it'd be almost like you had like a food truck. Yeah, it's counter. I mean, it, yeah. yeah. So you so. can't blame it on the server and say I had that shit up, but she never came and picked it up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's all on you. So, but it's been, it's pretty fun. So. Good time waster. That's what most of these mobile games are. That's what I like about it. It is. Yeah. As you, as you, as you sit, in my, sit in my bed at night when I'm going to sleep and I'll play for like 20 minutes or whatever. whatever. They got, it's like, a, you got levels or whatever you got to beat. And you get, you go to like different cities, stuff like that. Start out like New York city or whatever. And you got to run through it. I'm, I think I'm like six or seven cities in there's like, Nice. 25 or something like that. I'm in Moscow right now, so <laughs> not really. Serving a lot of borscht? No, no borscht. <laughs> Sturgeon. Sturgeon. They're nice. It's fish. fish. Yeah. Yeah. So, shit like right. that. So, it's nice. Fun. I like it. Are you still playing the combat? Now and then. There hasn't been a whole lot of time now. Nice weather guy here, and that screws me for video games. Yeah. I was outside in the pool. Yeah. That's what I do. There's a lot more of just my feet near the pool. That's the that's what you see. My nasty broken ass toe foot. Um but Kevin, did I see something about kittens? <laughs> so yeah, this week's tabletop review is exploding kittens. It's a card <laughs> game. Yeah, it's freaking hilarious. Um, every video I've seen uh, playthrough on this is just absolutely hilarious. And I mean, you see the game on the shelf and you're like exploding kittens. I mean, it, it, it's got to be a fun game. I've been meaning to pick it up. I have not picked it up yet. Have any of you guys played it? No, I'd say my dad always see it on the shelf. Yep, yeah. yeah, me too. So, so I, I, I'm going to get it eventually. I know I am. So I figured I'd review it, do a little, little uh, song and dance about it. Here's what uh, Board Game Geek has to say about it. Exploding Kittens is a kitty-powered version of Russian Roulette. 
Players take turns drawing cards until someone draws an exploding kitten and loses the game. The deck is made up of cards that let you avoid exploding by peeking at cards before you draw, forcing your opponent to draw multiple cards, or shuffling the deck. The game gets, the game gets more and more intense with each card you draw because fewer cards are left in the deck, which means a greater chance of drawing the kitten and exploding in a fiery ball of feline hyperbole. Now, what I have noticed, uh, if you, and here's, now, now last, last week, I said, definitely go to Board Game Geek and look at the uh, screenshots, look at the pictures they have of the game, because you get a real good feeling for how that game was. This week, if you go to Board Game Geek and look at the pictures for this game, you are going to see some future school shooters. So I'm going to warn you in advance about going to look at those uh, those those pictures. Better off instead, go to Board Game Geek, read the reviews, then go to YouTube and search on some playthroughs. Nice. Uh, you're still going to see some people that might be school shooters at some point, but you're going to see a lot of people having a whole lot of fun. It looks like it's going to be a riot, and I can't wait to get it. And some of the expansion packs, which just happen to be marked NSFW. Nice. Sounds like my kind of game. Sounds like definitely something that we need to break out here whenever we can actually all get together again. Oh, hell yeah. Not at a haunted <laughs> quarry, but... <laughs> are we going to talk about that? Are we talk we about are. That well, we're going to touch upon oh, okay. that. We're probably going right. to tease that near the end of the show. I think um, you just teased it, actually, but whatever. But yeah, I mean, we, we, we brought it up. Problems. No, no. <laughs> Not the first time this week. Um, but um, I think uh, I think we're running out of time here. We're going to uh, go to commercial break, and then we're going to throw it right into the news. <coughs> Stick with us, guys. Hey, guys. I just wanted to break back in with some breaking news. I know I just talked about uh, Smash Syracuse and the fact that they're leaving them all on the 18th of July. Well, um, that has changed already. Um, they have been locked out of their location in Destiny. Uh, they have been kicked out of the mall. They're not allowed back in at all. Um, so they are out. So hopefully that means that they will be going to the new location sooner. Um, I, I know um, just since you know, you guys just listened to me talk about it. Uh, I said we didn't know the location. Well, now I think it's an exclusive um, drop here directly from Jared. He wanted me to let you guys know that their new location is going to be in the West Vale Plaza off of West Genesee Street near Solve. Um, it's going to be a bigger, better location. There's going to be new things there, including um, the, the splatter paint room like he was telling us about. Uh, during our visit there, and he already did say that he does want us to come back and check it out when they're in the new location. Uh, all right, guys, so for real this time, now to the commercials. See ya. Hey, guys, I just wanted to break back in with some breaking news. I know I just talked about uh, Smash Syracuse and the fact that they're leaving the mall on the 18th of July. Well, um, that has changed already. Um, they have been locked out of their location in Destiny. Uh, they have been kicked out of the mall. They're not allowed back in at all. Um, so 
they are out. So hopefully that means that they will be going to the new location sooner. Um, I, I know um, just since, you know, you guys just listened to me talk about it. Uh, I said we didn't know the location. Well, now I think it's an exclusive um, drop here directly from Jared. He wanted me to let you guys know that their new location is going to be in the Westvale Plaza off of West Genesee Street near Solvay. Um, it's going to be a bigger, better location. There's going to be new things there, including um, the, the splatter paint room like he was telling us about uh, during our visit there. And he already did say that he does want us to come back and check it out when they're in the new location. Uh, all right, guys. So for real this time, now to the commercials. See ya. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. This week, I want to talk about something that's on my mind. Um, I was recently watching CNN looking for some weather information, and it, it's always been around, but that news intro music, you know, that big, boom, boom, you know what I'm talking about. It's like rejected theme music from the Donner Superman movies. Uh, it's bombastic. It's awful. It's grating to the ears. And, you know, I understand you need to have big music for big events like, you know, Indiana Jones running away from the boulder or the Imperial March. That all makes sense. But 
what the fuck is this for? Is it compensating for your small journalistic integrity? Is it hype music for the all-important job of reading news articles off a teleprompter? I mean, hell, I, at least I go and look for other news articles to steal and write some jokes for them. I mean, these news music junkies, they spend more time in makeup than they do digging up hard-hitting stories. If you need to hear the victory music from Final Fantasy before you do your job, your job better fucking be making Final Fantasy games. I'm sorry. It's annoying, nonsensical, and makes me sick. What do you think, Paul? I think you need to watch back to this because um, you have your own news theme now, Hugh. As everyone but you just saw. Is it like... Basically, yeah. Big, bombastic, and everything that you wanted. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for your kindness, Paul. I appreciate the effort that you put into that. <laughs> Come back to me next week and tell me what you really think of it. <laughs> Hold on a second. <clears throat> anyway, first up, uh, I can't really write a joke about this. Uh, if you're not already aware, you must be living under a rock. But um, just a few hours ago, Bill Cosby was released from prison. Um, a Pennsylvania judge uh, overturned his conviction on a technicality. And, uh, you know, I believe in the law. I do. And, and here's the thing. Let's say Kevin goes and kills a bunch of, uh, you know, hookers. The entire time he insists he's innocent, he never says, I killed the hookers. They get him into court. They have incontrovertible proof. They, ha they have him on camera. They have his fingerprints, everything, but they forgot to read his Miranda rights. Boom, you fucked up. Kevin walks free. I don't have a problem with that. What's bothering me about this is, is and, and I don't know all the, the details. I, I kind of glean the article, but this is, this is how I understand it. Um, they were previously investigating, and the DA told him, okay, we're not going to press charges. We just want to get your statements for everything. They promised they were not going to press charges. So he gave incriminating statements. Then another case turned around and used those statements to convict him. And while I agree that is wrong, I, I guess I have a problem with the fact that he fucked up. He never should have admitted it. Very okay. true. I should have a problem with it just because, you know, a, a serial rapist has been set free. Uh, and, and I do. Uh, but th this one, I mean, if, if the circumstances were different, I'd be like, yeah, I know he did it, but he beat the system. I mean, that's what you beat the system. You beat the system. <coughs> oh, Jason. <clears throat> what was that? I don't know. I'm going to clear my throat. Oh, Jay Simpson. <clears throat> Uh, but uh, yeah. Just I, I for the record, to, just for the record, I'd never kill a hooker. He said, I like him too much." Singularly, just, just. <laughs> you know, a hooker, multiple <laughs> hookers, different story. Well, I wouldn't kill him in serially either. But you know what, Kevin? If you never admitted to it, I'd be okay with you walking free. Because there I feel like you beat the system. I, you don't feel like you beat the system. Like that, that's not really what's important, but I don't even know what else to say because it, it is kind of a sad thing. Um, next up, can't keep a good devil down. Amazon gave us prize season two renewal to Good Omens. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's an adaptation of a, a Neil Gaiman and Terry pa uh, Pratchett novel uh, that premiered over two years ago. And that's why everyone's shocked about this because everyone just assumed that was it. The first season covered the entire story. There was no need to go on, and it's been over two years. Well, it turns out that Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett actually had some ideas to continue the story. Uh, and even though he, uh, Terry Pratchett has passed away, they're going to use those ideas, and Neil Gaiman's going to be involved 
in turning those into a second season. So they're promising fans. It's not going to be a cash grab. You know, there, there is some involvement from everyone. And uh, I mean, you know, I, I actually did try to watch it. The first episode was okay, but everyone in the family hated it. So I never got to pick it back up. Anyone here watch good omens. I wanted to, I just never, another one I never got around to. Yeah. Uh, so finally, been there, done that. A new creative team is taking over Spider-Man in October, and a new Spider-Man is coming along as well. Marvel is teasing that the once-in-future clone Ben Riley may be taking over hero duties from Peter Parker uh, permanently. Now, no news on this, if this means they're going to kill him off or he just wants to settle down with MJ. I'm sure it's not forever, but it could be good. This isn't the first time Ben's done the, uh, the, the webs full-time. You know, he did that back for a while. Uh, actually, I loved it when he did that. I really liked the character. Uh, I, I'm just, I really hope they're not going to kill uh, Peter Parker off just because that's, that's been done too many times. And, and the fact is they're, they're getting closer to um, being where they were before brand new day. You know, Peter oh, and nice. MJ, Peter and MJ are in a relationship again. You know, they haven't, you know, everything hasn't gone back to before the, the deal with the devil, but you know, I could totally see him being like, you know what, I'm taking some time off and, you know, spending with MJ because somehow they've got to get to old man Parker you know, Very they, true. Yes. You know, or the, the one more day, you know, the whole thing about them having a kid, that's a really cool storyline. And they w- seem to want to continue that. That's never going to get there. You know, if, if they don't give him some time to foster that relationship. So we'll see how that works. Now that's the news kids. Uh, I am exhausted from trying to wade through the hundreds of articles about today's episode of Loki to bring you something worthy that can be served on a newsprint platter. Kind of like how they used to serve fish and chips wrapped in newspaper. But I bet the fish guy didn't say, here's your fish. Paul? In other news, in 1980, the city of Detroit presented Saddam Hussein with a key to the city. Back to you, Corbs. All right. Well, that's just wrong. All right. So I guess we're going to do a movie review. Review today. I'm just saying, Stallone wouldn't stand for that shit. Nah, he wouldn't, but if you watch this movie, he didn't stand for much shit during that. <laughs> so we're going to do First Blood. Uh, it's a classic. It came out in 1982. Uh, stars Sylvester Stallone as one of his two iconic characters. The other one being anybody? Anybody? Rocky. Thank you very much, Paul. I, I, I do appreciate you for actually piping mm. up. I mean, I mean if, you did, if you didn't if you didn't know that, then you're gonna have to get beat like he beat. Uh, what's his name? Apollo Creed. There you go. There you go. All right. So Stallone playing John Rambo plays. He's a Green Beret vet. Um, he actually is walking through a town called Hope. I believe it's in Portland, if I can remember correctly. It's been a while since I watched this movie. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, he's fight, he does fight back against the bullying small-town police force. This is the first in the Rambo franchise. Uh, while not as violent as the other sequels, um, it is still one of the best movies, I think, in the franchise. Um, doesn't really kill anybody. I mean, he doesn't really kill anybody in the movie, but he does you know, use his military training to maim and... Uh, injure the police force with booby traps, you know, spikes to the chest, to the legs. Um, only one person really, I think, dies in the whole movie. It's the the guy that's shooting at him from the helicopter. He falls out when he hits the helicopter with the rock. 
I, I think well, we don't had, know what happens. We don't know what happens to the sheriff, right? Because he shoots the sheriff through the roof. No, he, they, they, never... they, they, no, they do show him being wheeled out at the end when he walks out. They show uh, Brian Denny's character on the the gurney. He's got. So the, he's still alive. Still alive, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, so I mean, it, it's it's a kind of a cross between uh, present day and flashbacks. They show him. Uh, they show Rambo being tortured in a prison camp by the Viet Cong. Um, the cops kind of treat him the same way. Um, they, they beat him. Obviously when they strip him down, you see all the, the scars and whatnot on his back that he received during in the POW camp. Um, so, you know, there's not much going on, but like, like I said, I mean, now that you look back at it and, you know, uh, I kind of look back at it now and it's basically a, um, it's a movie about PTSD. If you think about it, really, it really is. Back in the eighties, you'd never thought about this. And I did read somewhere that this movie was um, released seven and a half years after the end of the Vietnam War. So this this was still a still fresh, yeah, still fresh. It was a growing concern with the mental stability of these people coming back from Vietnam. Um, but obviously, we didn't know what it was at the time. I mean, nobody knew what PTSD was at that time. You know. They didn't realize it until much, much later. Um, uh, again, you know, I'm not going to get too much into the movie. I mean, if you haven't seen this movie, our only couple of fans, um, then we got to talk about that. So Rambo 82, um, it's a fantastic movie. I mean, it's one of those movies that I think all four of us have watched at some point, probably more than once. Paul, if you ever watch this movie, Paul, I'm going to drive to your house tonight and I'm going to murder you. Multiple I thought I thought times. I had seen this one, but apparently my introduction to Rambo was uh, First Blood Part Two. Really? Huh. Yes. So you haven't seen First Blood? Apparently I haven't, and I need to correct that. You do seriously? Because if you don't, I'm going to drive to your house and beat you, dude. You only ever want to meet me halfway when we have to meet up for shit. So don't give me no. your coming to my house. <laughs> I know exactly where you live. I know you know. You'd been here in the past. <laughs> He's going to drive halfway, I, call you, and like, get over here so I can beat yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a Stewart's. I need to punch you in the face. <laughs> I'm to beat you with a sock full of quarters. You know, I think I think First Blood holds up. You know, I, I It think, does. I, I think there's probably a generation of people that wouldn't understand it. Millennials. Um, right. I mean, they'd understand the violence. They'd understand, you know, somebody fighting back against somebody picking on them, stuff like that. But they might not understand the whole context of it. Right. Um, might maybe it would encourage them to to look into it, but um, I think I think the movie holds up. Yeah. Now, did you know? I don't know how many people know this that there is actually an alternate ending to that movie. No, nobody knows. All right. So the alternate ending, um, it's I think it's on like the Blu-ray or something like that, and it it was only played in like a number like one theater like the first time they played it for like the oh, grand like before the even grand open. They had a test screening. He's supposed to die at the end. Really? That doesn't yeah, Trout, surprise me. Troutman's supposed to come in, and when he's when he's in the police police station, he's he's mounting up to to fight against the police, and he sits down and he's he's recanting his story about his friend in Vietnam that got blown up by the kid with the shoe shine box, and whatnot. And we're in the real movie where Troutman comes over and, and kind of grabs hold of him and tells him it's going to be okay. In the alternate version. He shoots him. He puts a bullet in his head. Wow. Yeah. And it's, you're supposed to kill it. The character is supposed to be killed off at that point. 
but it didn't test well with the audience, the test audience. They didn't like it. Now think about that. It's been four movies that have spawned you Rambo, First Blood Part really Two. Really bad for the franchise. Yeah, what about you? You wouldn't have had the franchise at that point. Mm-hmm. Not so, you could have. You could have. You would have just used a different character. Right. Well, you know what I mean. Doing every other things. Yeah, I mean, they could have easily. It could have been a different character for each one of the movies. True. You know, but but the same sort of person. Whether right. or not they had that plan in the beginning, I, I who the hell knows. Right. Because it's only after it was successful that they probably figured out, hey, we should do another one of these. Yeah, exactly. So. You know, that doesn't shock me. I, I wanted to kind of, since you guys have obviously seen it more recently, I've only seen the movie once. And my introduction to Rambo was the, the Sega Genesis Rambo 3 video game. Okay? <laughs> and I thought Rambo was like this superhero soldier guy or whatever. So eventually, you know, that Rambo First Blood comes on TV back when we first got Fox in this area and they actually showed movies and stuff. And I, I was kind of shocked because, and maybe I'm wrong and I'm misremembering it. You guys can help me. But my impression of that movie, after thinking he's the big superhero from Rambo 3, he seems like a fucked up guy. Some people are picking on him, yeah, but his reaction to them is really fucking extreme and probably way more than, than was actually um, warranted. And I'm just like, he's like hurting cops and stuff. I mean, yeah, they're dicks, but you know, I saw him killing terrorists who were shooting back. I mean, this, it seemed fucked up to me and right. it, it kind of makes perfect sense that it was actually supposed to be a, a dreary the hero dies at the end kind of movie and not this franchise with an action superhero uh, in the beginning. A- am I remembering this correctly? Mm-hmm. You are. Yeah. You, you so. are, yeah. You remember it correctly. I mean, he, he does, I mean, obviously, he he injures and maims all the police force. Like when he and actually, to to truth, he does everybody because he does shoot Brian Denny's character. Um, I can't remember what his name is in the movie. Um, he shoots him at the end. So every single one of his police force is either maimed or shot. So, yeah. and I I guess maybe like Troutman said, you know, these guys keep going after him. He doesn't know any different. And he's yeah. just, just at that time, it seemed like he was just coming back from the war. Yeah. You know, he, wasn't he didn't know. It, he it really wasn't. I mean, I mean he, hero. right. He kind of was a drifter at the time. Yeah. You know, he, he was kind of making his way across the, across the country to see some of his old Vietnam buddies who had all, you know, died from exposure to something over there. The last guy they talk about, the guy he first goes to meet in the very beginning of the movie, um, he died due, from cancer from the Agent Orange. Agent Orange. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, you can see where the PTSD picks up with him, and the moment these guys start torturing him, or what they were trying, what they thought was was okay, I guess. I mean, police brutality. Um, he did. He took it as he reverted right back to the way he was. His training kicked oh, yeah. in. His training kicked in right away. It was like okay, avoid. You know, avoid hide, you know, evade, evade capture at all costs. So he did exactly what he was doing mm-hmm. over in Vietnam. Right. He just didn't know any different. It was his training yeah. kicked in and he started like, okay, yes. well, these guys are trying to, to kill me. Like they were trying to kill me over there. So I have to do everything I think I can to save. I think Troutman had it right. Was like, if you just walk away and let him be, he'll just slip through and you'll find him six months down the road in some parking lot, parking cars or washing cars somewhere. And you'll have no problem because there'd be a bunch of people around, but they kept pushing the issue. 
And again, his training kicked in. And but again, he doesn't kill anybody, which is weird because if you the other movies, I mean, obviously Rambo, uh, the second one. Oh. I mean, when he goes back, he he kills everybody. I think he, he was only after one. one. Yeah, he was only after one guy. Yeah, the one guy that started it all. Yep. So. But again, it's a great. I think it's a great movie. Uh, uh, you know, I'm gonna give it. I give it three out of three, three and a half out of five. Um, but again, I, I watch it when it's on. I'll turn if it's on. I see it's on. I'll flip to it for a while and watch mm-hmm. it. Um, yep. So, and I, I, to be honest with you, I like the entire series. The only one I wasn't real keen on is number three. It seemed kind of, um, like it just it just like well, we got to make another one because this is a successful thing. I think the last one is probably the second best in the, the film series. I don't know if yeah. you guys have seen um, whatever it's uh, Last Blood or whatever made. it is. Last Blood. Yeah, Last Blood. I, I liked that <laughs> one. I watched it. I liked it a lot. So Yeah. That was pretty good, too. So And, I, and I, if I'm not mistaken, he is. they're talking about another one. Jeez. Is it going to be so, Last Last Blood? It's going to be the really I, don't have any blood. Blood, I Don't Have Any Blood Left type of thing. Yeah. So, Bloodless. Final Blood. Bloodless. But... <laughs> You know, the very last movie holds true with the entire theme. He yeah. can't let go. Right. The 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 whole thing he does to prepare his property for a yeah. battle he never really knows is coming. It finally does. Right. But the but what he went through to do all that. Yeah. He's he's he never left. He never he never left the war. No. And it, I don't. You're right. I don't think it ever. Is, it, and it will never ever leave him. I, I think, like you said, the way he prepared for that, thinking that it might come, not knowing that it's going to be showing up at his front door, just assuming mm-hmm. that it was going to be, and then when it did, he was prepared. So that's just, you know, that's just the, the guy that's um, a former vet that can't seem to let go of his past. Which yeah. is also so. like one of the telltale signs of PTSD, right? Yes. Like that, that's yep. the thing is like you, you just, you can't detach from it. Right. Yeah. Right. And it, it seemed like for a while, it seemed like he was doing okay. And then obviously when his, um, well, it's his, supposedly, I guess it's like his niece or granddaughter, but it's not really, they're just family friends when she gets, you know, when she gets kidnapped and sold into, into prostitution. It's, it's like his housekeeper's granddaughter. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Something like that. Right. 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 You know, but yeah. it, he, he treated her like um, his, basically with yeah. his own family. So yeah. when she ended up, you know, when she ended up being kidnapped and whatnot by by a friend, somebody she thought was a friend, and whatnot. So, you know, and when she ends up dying, I mean, that just that triggers the whole thing, you know. So that triggers his PTSD to, to kick in severely, and like you said, he you know prepares his property. I almost think he's preparing to not survive too. You know, I um... I, I think. I, I think yeah. I think in, in some in some instances he's he's thinking I may not make it out of this. This one may be the the last one. When he walked in, I mean I know we're stretching this out, but when he it's walked not. into the hornet's nest, basically, yeah, and and th- and told him who he was and why he was there, right? I I, I had the same feeling. I'm like, well, we're kind of early in the movie. I mean, if he dies now, who <laughs> right. avenges the girl? Right. You know. Um, I couldn't really figure out why he did that, but what you say kind of makes sense. Maybe he was okay with, you know, right. just he, I think, say I, and... I think, I think he was okay with, if I can get her back, 
and trade her for me, I, yeah. that's okay. You know, I, I've, I've, I'm past my prime. I've used up my, my life. If she's got a life in front of her. So if I can trade her life for my life, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. So I think that was kind of that, that whole situation where he walked in there and he's like, you know, I'm just here for this girl. You know, she's, you know, like my niece or whatever. He said, you know, that's all I want. And they were like, well, no, they're, you know, and then they, you know, they told him what they were going to do to her and whatnot. And I think once they beat him up and, you know, carved him up, basically that triggered his PTSD. And then when she, she, he finds her and, you know, she she dies on the way home or whatever. There was no, he, he was taking the medication that was keeping his PTSD in check. If you remember, he had the pill bottle, he was taking it. And then when she died, he stopped taking it and his PTSD kicked in and it was, Rambo of old. So apparently I need to catch up on this series. Seriously. Uh, You know, Stallone, Stallone really became one hell of an action star. Um, And and it was all because of first blood. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched any of the uh, expendables movies, Yep. but I mean, it's They only exist for one reason. Lots of guns, lots of explosions and every single action star you can force into an hour and a half i mean that's that's the only reason they exist and he does he does a phenomenal job as the lead in those movies yep i haven't seen those again that's a series i do want to see yeah they're just fun yeah they're just fun so it's it's funny if you watch it like the first time you you see a bunch of the stars and then the so expendables one you see a bunch of you know these these old stars from the, from the eighties or whatever. And then you go to the next one and there's a few more thrown in there and you go to the third one and you've got, you know, you've got some younger people thrown in there, but you, again, you throw in more older action stars. It's pretty funny. And they're talking about doing, they're talking about doing a fourth one and having more. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it'd be pretty wild. This is, you know, you're talking about guys like, I mean, obviously Kev, you know, John Claude Van Damme's in the second one. They're talking oh, yeah. about bringing. They're talking about bringing him back for the fourth one, and him having like a twin or something. It's, <laughs> oh it's, my it's, god! It's, yeah, it's yeah. It, it's certainly gonna. They're, they're talking about like Seagal being in it. They're talking about Hogan being in it. Oh please, please. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Get, like we got to get Vin Diesel and The Rock in there. There you go. <laughs> that would cap it off. Yes. Now, now uh, Schwarzenegger did a quick cameo, right? As I understand it, he's been in two. Yeah, and the, He's been in two, two and three. Yep. Like it, the first time he did it, it, he literally just walked by and said, "Have fun" or something like that, right? That was no, that was in the rundown. You're the right. Rock. There was the rundown. That's he right. Walked, right at the beginning when he walks in, he's like, "Have fun," or you know, because that right. I guess from, from what I gathered was at that time there was like they were talking about. Torch. Yeah, but they were also talking about. I from I remember back then they were talking about the Rock taking over the reins as the Terminator. Really. That and that was supposed to be that was the, supposed to be the passing of the torch to that. Gotcha. Oh, okay. I didn't so, know that. All right. I just yeah, I just what, confused my movies there. Sorry. I love that movie right. by the way. The rundown. That was so that's fun. Pretty good. Yeah, it was we a do. fun movie. We do too. It's one of it's one of my wife's favorites. She fucking Get out of here, you monkeys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. I uh I'm just saying in the future here you might have to pass over your uh your segment to Kevin just for that movie. Yes. You have to let him do the rundown. The rundown. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh. let Kathy uh 
guest star on the show and have her do it. She, you couldn't keep. <laughs> she wouldn't stop laughing. Because the movie, it, it, you want to talk about a good time movie? That's a good time movie. Yes. Yeah. That and that time. movie was my introduction to Rosario Dawson. Huh. Really? I never saw her before that. Nice. Everybody has a different one. My, I, I'd seen her in things, but my my full blown introduction was Clerks too. Oh, you said that before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's also in uh, Sin City. Yes, that's I, originally I saw her, uh, but I've I, seen I, that and I I did not know that. I didn't remember that. But my the one thing that I associate with her other than Ahsoka now is you never go ass to mouth. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and dancing to the Jackson Five because damn. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> just saying. Um. All right. So that's right. We have another half of the segment, don't we? <laughs> yeah. I know. So, was, so uh, what was your been final... the best movie review ever? This one actually had some legs. I'll give you that. <laughs> Um, so Corbs, what, what are you giving it? Three or three and a half? Three and a half. All right. Cause you almost matched up with our buddy Ebert, Ebert here. Yeah. Ebert, Jesus Christ. Ebert, right. Jesus Christ. doesn't matter. He's dead. He's not going to care. Um, uh, from his review on January 1st of 1982, he gave it three stars and he says, Sylvester Stallone is one of the great physical actors in the movies with a gift for throwing himself so fearlessly into an action scene that we can't understand why somebody doesn't really get hurt. When he explodes near the beginning of First Blood, hurling cops aside and breaking out of a jail with his fists and speed, excuse me, it's such a convincing demonstration of physical strength and agility that we never question the scene's implausibility. In fact, although almost all of First Blood is implausible, because it's Stallone on the screen, we'll buy it. What we can't buy in this movie is the message. It's handled in too heavy-handed a way. Stallone plays a returned Vietnam vet, a Green Beret skilled in the art of jungle survival and fighting, and after a small-town police force sadistically mishandles him, he declares war on the cops. All this is set up in scenes of great physical power and strength, in the central sections of the movie, with Stallone and the cops stalking each other through the forests of the Pacific Northwest, have a lot of authority. But then the movie comes down to a face-off between Stallone and his old Green Beret commander, played by Richard Crenna. And the screenplay gives Stallone, an, whoops, gives Stallone a long, impassioned speech to deliver. A speech in which he cries out against the injustices done to him and against the hippies who demonstrated at the airport when he returned from the war, etc. This is all old, familiar material from a dozen other film cliches recycled as formula. Bruce Dern did it in Coming Home and William Devane in Rolling Thunder. Stallone is made to say things that would have much better been implied. Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver also plays a violent character who was obviously scarred by Vietnam, but the movie wisely never makes him talk about what happened to him. Some things are scarier and more emotionally moving when they're left unsaid. So the ending doesn't work in First Blood. It doesn't necessarily work as action either. By the end of the film, Stallone has taken on a whole town and has become a one-man army, laying siege to the police station and the hardware store and exploding the pumps at the gas station. 
This sort of spectacular conclusion has become so commonplace in action movies that I kind of wonder, sometimes, what it would be like to see one end with a whimper rather than a bang. Until the last 20 or 30 minutes, however, First Blood is a very good movie, well-paced and well-acted, not only by Stallone, who invests an unlikely character with great authority, but also by Krenna and Brian Dennehy as the police chief. The best scene comes as Stallone on the... Stallone is on the run in the forest using a hunting knife with a compass in the handle and living off the land. At one point, he's trapped on a cliffside by a police helicopter, and we really feel for this character, who has been hunted down through no real fault of his own. We feel more deeply for him then, in fact, than we do later when he puts his grievances into words. Stallone creates the character and sells the situation with his presence itself. The screenplay should have stopped while it was ahead. So do you like it or not? He did a lot of bitching. I don't disagree with that. It kind really? of plays into what you guys were talking about. Yeah. Imagine this for a second. Just, okay. just, just, just picture this. He's instead of going back to the town, he's already escaped. Instead of going back to the town, what if he just disappeared? True. Okay. That sets up that sets up the next movie or two or three. The but next the, one the next one the, opens with him getting found and arrested and thrown in jail. Okay. Bam. He's in jail. Because I was I was because I was gonna say that the next one starts with him obviously he gets arrested and he's sent to I would assume I can't remember, I think it's Leavenworth and they yeah. go there and they go there and pick him out of there and, and give you know they're gonna say hey, we're gonna give you a pardon if exactly. you do this. I, okay, okay, I, I agree with that part of it. Yeah, if you if you just if he just slips like 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 they said, if he just slips away, slipped away, you pick him up, pick him up someplace in you know Seattle, washing cars or whatever. The end yes, of the movie is exactly what Krenna what he uh, yep. talked about. You're, you're yeah. gonna find him in a parking lot, parking cars. The end of the movie, they pick him up, they throw him in jail. You yeah. still feel for the character. You've got all this emotion for the character. Sets up the second movie. Bam! They sell every freaking ticket they can. They can print. Yep. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Now, now that now that you bring that back up, I yeah. If they if they'd have done it that way, I think it would have set up the never. second movie much better. I never thought about it that way. Wow! Look at that! Wow! Learning right. is fun. Well, First time I've ever agreed with an Ebert review. Yeah, and when he was reading it at first, I wasn't. I was like, uh, you know, they were talking about him stuff being not being said and him not explaining to what was going on to him happened to him in Vietnam. I thought to myself that kind of made the character, you know, him talking about what happened to him and everybody that he knew that ended up dead, basically either mm -hmm. in the war or because of the yeah. war. You know, but you're right. If 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 he did, if they'd have had that conversation over the walkie-talkie when they were, you know, when they were communicating back and forth when he was in the cave and he was talking to him down at the base camp, if if he'd have just like he said, just kind of slipped away, why did he have to go back to town? Why did he have to? I mean, they came after him, so I, I get that part of it. He was trying to right. he was trying to keep himself safe. But you're right. If if he did instead of going back into town, if he'd have just slipped away Check like on. they were talking about. And then at the end of the movie, they pick him up at the end of the movie someplace. You know, he's, six months later. Right. You know, it, it, six months later, you see him washing cars in Seattle or wherever. And 
Krenner rolls up, the cops roll up, the FBI rolls up, and you know he kind of looks around and goes, "Okay, uh, I'm caught. I'm not gonna. There's not gonna be a fight. You know, I'm just gonna kind of and same thing. They usher him away. Movie cuts to the to the end, and then bang, you pick up the next one. Krenner visits, visits him in jail again, saying, "Hey, we got this job for you. You're right. I think that plays out a lot right. better." The only way they could have ever done that, though, is if they had actually planned in the beginning for a second movie. And I honestly don't think, I mean, if you just look at the way the first one ended and the way the second one started, they did not plan for a second movie. You're right. And I think that that plays into the part with they weren't planning on the second movie because of the way the first movie was going to end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, The original ending. So I think. That when that they decided against that, they were like, "Okay, well, what's going to happen from here?" So we got to do it this way. But they weren't planning on a sequel and a franchise becoming out of it. So yeah, I can see where maybe that you weren't thinking about that. And you know, the, uh, these movies uh, and all these days are they're remaking all these movies. There's some movies that shouldn't be remade, and this is one of them. Don't touch this. Yeah, movie. I agree. Yeah, agree. You, you can't you can't retouch this movie. You, there's movies you can't touch that you know. This movie, I, I would say, Top Gun's up there. Um, I think Bull Durham is up there. You know, you, you can't find the characters to play these characters. I think Stallone plays Rambo perfectly. You can't put somebody else in that role and remake that movie and have it be the same movie. Mm-hmm. You know? If that, if that movie came out now, people would complain about how they don't need anyone to mansplain PTSD to them. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> So, right. well, I already said it. Best movie review ever. Yes. <laughs> Longest right. movie review ever. <laughs> it works. <laughs> this ended up being a very good segment. Um, all right. You know what? Let's cut to break and we'll come back. And apparently, um, Corbs wants to roll into some sports talk for us. Yeah, just a little bit of it. So, I got something I got to get off my chest. Hopefully, it's not that shirt. We'll I right like the shirt. Leave my baby blue alone, baby. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics.
Well, Paul, I'd like to thank you for the uh, great sports theme opening. It's like being at a sports page-ish place. You know the place I'm talking about. So I'm going to thank you for the sports opening. Um, I spent all my time working on the news one, man. I Well, all right. So, sorry. Huh. So I must be hearing shit again. So, all right. So on to the sports. So, uh... <laughs> This week, well, it's it's been going on the last past couple of weeks. I don't know if you guys watch sports, you guys read anything about the sports, but um, Major League Baseball is cracking down on the sticky substances that the pitchers use to get a better grip on the baseball. So this is an issue. It's uh, I, I, I've been following it because – uh, it's kind of annoying the shit out of me. Um, how do how do you put how do I put this? So the pitchers are using stuff like pine tar, which is used for you put on your bat to get a better grip. Um, Major League Baseball in the past two years has decided that they're going to look at the spin rate of the baseball coming out of the pitcher's hand. Now, for guys who don't know anything about baseball, spin rate is basically, for a fastball, it's how fast the ball rotates and moves. So if you have a better grip on the ball, it's going gonna, it's gonna to move a little bit different than, say, if you don't, if there's no sticky stuff on the substance, if there's no sticky stuff on the baseball. The thing of it, the sticky stuff is when you throw the off-speed pitches. So basically, if you're throwing a curveball, it gives you better grip on the ball. It gives you better spin rate. Ball drops a lot more. So your 12 to 6 curveball, Paul, you have some idea of what baseball is. You know what a 12 to 6 curveball is. Yes. It's a ball that starts at your, we'll say, at your head and drops to your knees. It straight down. So on a clock from 12 to 6. Um, so if you have a better grip, the ball is going to drop faster. It's going to spin a lot more. You're not going to be able to hit it as hard. Same thing with the slider. Same thing with the changeup. The ball moves differently because you have a better grip on the ball. Pitchers are complaining that they're being unfairly treated by not being able to use this stuff. I've seen, I've heard, I've seen interviews with guys that are saying that it's unfair to the pitchers to not be able to use this stuff. My thing of this whole thing is, is these guys are complaining. They're complaining about this because they're, 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 everybody's concentrated on hitting. Okay. Paul, you played, I'm assuming you played baseball when you were younger. Yes. Okay. I'm not sure if Kev or Hugh has, have played anything. When you were, younger and when you're playing i mean i played through high school um i faced guys that actually ended up in the major leagues um you never had any of this this concept right and you were you were still good enough to get there okay so why is it so important now guys are saying well i'm hurting my arm because i don't have a, a good grip on the ball okay so did you hurt your arm in high school? Did you hurt your arm in, arm in college? You had the same grip then, and you were still effective. You got drafted. You ended up in the major leagues. But now you're in the major leagues. You need the, the grippy stuff, the, the sticky now you need stuff. you crutch, yeah. Right. Now, I, I, I get it. Um, 
back in the 90s and before that, actually, 90s when the steroid steroid era. Um, guys, steroids, whatever. That was a crutch for the for the Major League Baseball for the hitters, and the pitchers didn't have anything of that. So maybe they were using it then to combat that. But that right. has gone away. Um, the players have all gotten better. They're better conditioned. Um, my thing of that of this whole thing is, is you were so good before. Before this was the issue. Why is it a problem now if you can't use it? Stop looking for that crutch, like you just called it, Paul, a crutch, and do your fucking job. Your job is to pitch. Your job right. is not to, to. Your job is not to have this sticky stuff on your head to make you a better pitcher. You're already a good pitcher. Uh, the one of the guys, the biggest guys going is Garrett Cole. They interviewed him, and he literally, when they asked him if he used the stuff, he literally sat there for six seconds and stared at the camera, like, uh, I don't know what the fuck to say. Right. How do I answer this without being a douchebag? Right. Yeah. Uh, well, how do I answer this question without actually answering this question? Because mm -hmm. I'm doing it. And then I guess the the, the next week, um, the, one of the guys from uh, Tampa Bay was pitching and hurt his elbow. Um, so now he has to have, he has to have Tommy, Tommy John surgery because he didn't have sticky stuff on his hand. So, um, go ahead, Kev. So this is the pitcher's reaction in my mind, to a whether it's real or implied, it's a um, it's a, it's a it's something that's been put on them by their team, the team manager, whoever, whatever you want to call it. It's on them to do the best job they possibly can, right. and now they're being told they're taking they're gonna have one of their tools they're taking, taking one away. of their tools taken away yeah right but it, they're it is... not they're not having their job changed at all they still have to do the same job yeah right and i i and that 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 goes along with these these contracts that these guys are, are getting these guys are getting 300 million dollar contracts i'm sorry i've said this from day one nobody's worth that kind of money Unless they come offering you that contract, then it's no. I, I I've always I've always been this guy. As you your know, manager, I tell you to take that contract. Just just saying. That's fine. You you can tell me all you want. <laughs> My whole thing is, and, and people think I'm stupid, and people think I'm crazy. Um, if I ever got to the major leagues, I wouldn't be the guy that looks for that big contract, even if I was the best player in the league. I'm sorry. Look, and I'll I'll say. The perfect guy, Bryce Harper. Two or three years ago, he signed that big contract. He held out, got the contract he wanted, went to the Phillies. He hits 250 every year. That's not a $300 million contract player. No. I'm sorry, he's just not. No, that's, he, that's he, a middle he, roster guy. That's yeah. That's what that is, yeah. Yeah, the only guy, and I don't think he's even worth it right now. I mean, Manny Machado got the same amount of money. So, right now, the only guy that might be worth that is Fernando Tatis Jr. in San Diego. And everybody's frozen. Except me. <laughs> We're not really frozen. <laughs> Nobody knows who you're talking just, about. <laughs> everybody's just staring at me. <laughs> I, I could have swore he was actually the, like, the, 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 the groomsman for the, the field there. I, right. I mean, I just... Hockey went through this not long ago. Hockey goalies 
had their padding cut down. They had limits put on the amount of padding they could have because what was happening was they kept adding more and more padding to increase their, their, um, their block on the goal. Take it on space. Yes. They went through the same in my mind. I mean, I don't follow sports actively, but this is what I related to. There was a lot of complaining at that time by the goalies that, you know, they weren't doing anything wrong, et cetera. But in my mind, it's the same thing because they're expected to do a job. They're using their tools to do the job, you know, their skill and their tools, but they're having some of their tools taken away and they're still expected to do the same job. So they're just trying to protect themselves. Now, the reality is every one of them (coughs) stayed right where they were. If they wanted to stay in the goal, they had their jobs because they were still the best goalies there were. These pitchers, they're still, whether or not they're going to throw the same speed of ball, whether or not they're going to have the same spin on the ball, whether or not they're going to have the same drop on the ball, they're still better than everybody else that's out there. Right. And once that tool is taken away, they're still going to be measured against each other, regardless of what happens in the individual games. Agreed. And it's 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 funny because I've I've been you know obviously I've been watching and I, I I've been to a few um I've been to one game since this whole thing started. They actually are checking, and this is the strangest thing ever. They will check a pitcher when they come into the when they come into the game. So if he's a new pitcher or whatever, when he comes in from the bullpen, they'll actually take his glove, take his hat. I've seen him take guys' belts off to check them to make sure there's no sticky stuff on their equipment. So it's the weirdest thing. Max Scherzer, who's one of the best pitchers in the game, he got checked three times in four innings. Wow. Yeah. All because the all because the opposing coach wanted him checked. And you can you can say I want him checked. Now, what about a glove that has a very not not a not a not a, a substance applied to it, but let's say the you know in the in the finger area, it's a very sticky rubber is that okay no oh. no because actually somebody got caught with sticky stuff on their glove and they'll put their hand in the glove but but, but that's guys, not what i mean I'm not, I'm not talking about like a substance added to it so here let me let me describe it a no no I, I know what you're saying i mean you, you, your glove gets gets tacky on the inside from well, the sweat meant, but no on the on the on the actual outside of the glove so i have motorcycle gloves off-road yep. gloves and on on the underside of the fingers of the gloves, not inside, but on the outside, okay. is this rubbery plastic material. And what it's designed to do is it's designed to help me hold on to the grip. The idea on a motorcycle is that you don't hold on with a death grip, you hold on with a light grip. And what these what these what this material does is allow you better better to hold on to the, you know, the brake lever, the clutch lever, or the, or the throttle, or the, you know, the, the other, the other hand grip without having to have a death grip. Okay. What about something like that? I mean, it, it, you're not applying anything to it. You're not adding anything to it. It's the way the glove is built. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they have many gloves like that oh. right now in baseball. Um, maybe that's something that, that that they may end up with a finding a workaround for something like that. Now a pitcher can't have a glove on his pitching hand. Actually he's not supposed to have mm. a pitching he's not, he's not supposed to have a batting glove either. Um oh, can't have a batting that. glove under under his glove. So like the play like that. the guys in the field they'll wear a batting glove <coughs> under their glove for 
more padding, better grip. But a pitcher can't. He can't have it under his glove, and he can't have it on his pitching hand. So, and you can't. And I mean, there's so many rules for pitcher. He can't have any real loose jewelry that hangs out. He can't have any batting gloves hanging out of his back pocket. Uh, it's just the weirdest shit ever. But this is this to me just took the cake that these guys are complaining that they're saying that they can't use this stuff anymore. Yeah. So. So. Oh, I I don't know if you guys all saw this or not, but I held this up earlier. No sports. <laughs> 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 nice. So, and then if you notice my uh, my name, yeah, I'm Michael on. that shit and smack that shit. Yep, that is from a guy that I well, one of my friends found on Instagram. It's his name is Manolo, and he says it's Manolo teaches golf. It is the funniest shit ever. I, I can't even explain it. You have to go on Instagram and look them up. It's that funny. But I, I have my son watching it. Um, he, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, every, my buddies that I golf with, we, we go back and forth with this, with this stuff. I don't have Instagram, so I get a lot of stuff from them. Um, but that's that mantra is what we say every time we're on the golf course: is waggle that shit and smack that shit. And he talks in like a almost I like guess. a broken English. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's it's freaking hysterical. Can you so, uh can you spell it for our audience and for uh, me to put in the show notes? M A M A N E L O, and then teaches golf. It's all one word. Manello teaches golf. All right, dude. Dude, get Insta. <laughs> you talking to me or him? No, he's talking to me. Everybody. Well, everybody no, we, uh, needs the Insta. Off mic, um, I got the same scolding that I should be on Instagram as well. And I did say that GeekPod has an Instagram account at GeekPod. Just want to put it out there. Oh, and my last word on sports, fuck CC CC Sabathia. Just Uh, okay. Hate that guy. Fat fuck. All right. Uh, So, guys, uh, what are we watching here midstream these days? How about Loki, huh? Did you see the mid-credit scene at the end of the episode? What? What? There was there was there was a scene at the end of today's episode after it ended, mid-credits. Changed well, everything. I, I haven't watched this week's episode yet, so So moving on, we'll uh we'll catch back <laughs> up on Loki next week. That's Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Well, good to know. And then now I know I gotta watch through the whole thing. So, all the way through, apparently. Yeah, seriously. always watch um, the credits for anything Marvel. True, but the shows have conditioned us not to unless they tell you to. No, Fuckers. I'm sorry. I always there get are the head those in, that don't tell you ahead of time. Avery screams at me, "Why are you doing? There's gonna be anything." Mister comes on. She's like, "Oh!" She always <laughs> screams every single episode. Until zoom. Every episode. All right. Um, the only other thing I'm really watching right now, Batwoman. Uh, Hugh, are you caught up on this now? I am. Um, I don't know if I've seen this week's episode, but Batwing's coming. Yes, yes. Um, I, actually, I don't think there's – I think last week was the um, – at least the last episode I saw was the season, season finale. Refresh me then. 
Um, How did it wrap up? Did they, did Kate go off to find Bruce? Then I may be one behind. Okay. Then you're not caught up. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Batwing does show up. I don't know if uh, Batwing's going to play a lot into season three or not. Because then it, my understanding is yeah, people are going to bitch about that. I mean, they always bitch about the show anyway, but here you have the female Batwoman. Oh, she needs to be propped up by, you know, a male bat character. Male, not gonna, Batman. Yeah. 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 People are going to bitch. But at least he's black. So maybe they'll give him a pass. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it was really cool. The suit is, have you seen the suit yet or not? And I like, saw the promo action. images. Yes. Okay. I've seen it in action. It, it's pretty cool. It's, nice. it's fairly accurate from what I remember. Pretty accurate. Um, I didn't know it was coming, and it actually spoiled the cliffhanger for me when I saw it, because when they showed the promo is when I was still catching up on the whole Luke's been shot and he's going to die in the hospital. Gotcha. And then all of a sudden I see <laughs> Luke Fox is going to be Batwing. I'm like, guess he's going to live. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, so clue me in on something. I, I, I don't remember. I, I didn't read comic books long enough to see who Batwing, you know, the creation or whatever Batwing why does his why does his emblem glow? Just because it looks cool, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's not like a powered suit or anything. Oh, it's I mean, definitely a powered yeah. suit. Yeah. Oh. But um, it's, he is a very recent character, right? Like within the last decade, right? Yeah. Is he like a cross between Batman and Iron Man? Like no, DC? no. All, all it all it is is uh, it's he's Lucius Fox's son in the uh, comics too, right? I think yeah, so. I mean, Lucius, yeah, Lu- no yeah, shit. Lucius makes all the shit for Batman. That's his son. Right, and right, 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 right. It's, okay. it's, you know, hinted that maybe at some point he will take over for Bruce as Batman. You know, but, uh, but yeah, I have a cool character. And uh, yeah, because for a while, I don't know if he still has his own book. I know for a while there, the Bat family fucking exploded. And I, I was reading Batwing and it was good. Um, but uh, I'm not, not like I'm going to collect this for 300 issues good. Right. Um, huh, neat. What uh, what really had me excited within the last couple of weeks was John Diggle showing up. Yeah, he showed up on uh, this week's Legends as well. Um, Did he? See, again, I'm not caught up, and I know he's also showing up on Flash next. Yeah, and they said he's, he's doing a five episode bridge, and it's yeah. supposed to supposed to pay off with uh, the glowing green artifact. It's not end. going to. I, I don't. It's, it's not. They going said to. they're going to do something with that. We'll see. It's not going to be what it should be. That's for damn sure. That's what I, I agree with. But the, the, I had heard rumors that the migraines he's complaining about and trying to find a cure for has to do with him refusing that green artifact. So I don't know. But all I know is HBO Max has a Green Lantern show coming. So they probably will distance from that. Um, what else are you guys watching now that I stepped all over it? Um, did I say uh, if I was caught up or I, I finished War of the Worlds? Uh, Kev, had I finished War of the Worlds when we talked last week? You, um, we're watching different War of the Worlds. What do you mean? I, I looked up the one that you're watching. The one I'm watching is only has one season. One season and... Wait a second. How many of these fucking yeah. things are there? Because <laughs> a lot. There's the, a lot of them. When you, the first season started, there was also a BBC like three episode one that came there's, out. There's 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 crazy number of these things. 
I'll, I'll have to send you the one that I've been watching. Um, I think I found the one that you're watching, and I think I get where what you were saying last time. But some of the things you're saying, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, it makes sense. But then you then you mentioned something about the whole time travel thing, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> And then you said three so, seasons. I was like, oh, boy, that's really. Well, no, it's, really it's only two so far. But, yeah, no, it, we're definitely so we're definitely on it's different not, shows. It doesn't have Gabriel Byrne in it because. That's okay though, because now you give me another one to go watch. Okay. <laughs> well, give me another one to watch then. Because yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll get you all the info on it. I'll, guys, I meant to do that actually during the week. You guys are going to trade uh, War of the Worlds? Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> the most nerdy thing I might have ever done. Trade War of the Worlds. You know the other thing that you said that that clued me in. What? I didn't really catch it at the time. You said that they never they never showed the aliens in the first season, and they actually did. Um, and, but that's okay. Um, you'll see when you when you when you watch okay. it. Um, I'm still watching Rick and Morty, uh, episode two of season five. Did you uh, have a chance to check that out, Kev? Oh, come on! You've got Hulu. Just sorry. Click it. Start it. Watch. I will. Episode. I will. I promise. I, I, I promise. Oh my God! You know it's funny because the fans of the show always you know it comes out. Oh, that was the worst since this, or it isn't as good as this. This is two episodes in a row. Fucking fantastic! This this week's episode. Um, might actually be one of my all-time favorites, and it's it's kind of reminiscent of Groundhog Day. Uh, but the basic premise is that um, the the mad scientist Rick created backup families, or I should say, decoy families, basically exact replicas of them in the same house and neighborhoods all over the world because he has so many enemies in the galaxy. So that if a decoy family gets destroyed, he gets alerted, so he can be on alert to try to protect his family. The problem is. The decoys made decoys, and the decoys made decoys because they all <laughs> oh, thought God. they were the real family. And by the end of the episode, you really don't even know if the family that survives is the real family. But it's and if a certain point down the line where you've made decoys, they start to get a little, <laughs> <laughs> or like they're muppets or they're made out of wood or something. It's it's bizarre, but it was so good. It was classic Rick and Morty. Like it's you don't want to start there because you, you need to kind of see, you know, how it started. But if I was to say, hey, you know, someone who'd kind of watched it but weren't sure, this would be one of the episodes. I'd be like, watch this. This is a perfect example of what this show can do. Outstanding. No, I still haven't caught up because I'm not sure if we still have a Hulu subscription. Um, it may have may have squashed out on us. We, we don't condone that. I'm just saying you can. I didn't say you should. Definitely shouldn't. <laughs> we're, we're all about paying for our entertainment. Exactly. Is that, is that what they call it these days? Kevin did say he likes prostitutes. <laughs> I said I'd never kill one. Because you like them. That's what you said. Nothing wrong with them. They fill a purpose. I, you know, he says I wouldn't kill them just like I, I say I wouldn't kill a zebra. I've not had the opportunity. I really don't know what I'd do if I was in a room with a zebra. I, I'm not saying I haven't had the opportunity. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. See what I did there? So the I wife went to bed, huh, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that kind of wraps up everything, I think, that we talked about. I, all the hey, hold on now. Damn, you know, man. Talk? Jesus. I got stuff. Oh, yeah, you're right. Hold on. You got to talk about stupid people. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> no, I was going to talk about the two things that I've streamed lately. The one was yes. a movie. It's a movie. It's a Will Smith movie. 
2016. I had no idea it was a, I know, I know. It's a chick flick. It is. It is. All right. Collateral beauty. It. Wait, is that a sequel to Collateral Damage? No. Have any of you watched (laughs) Book of Eli? Yes. No. With with Denzel? Yeah. 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 Okay. That movie, once you get to the end of it, you you have things revealed to you, correct? Things that you may not have noticed during the movie the first time you watched it. Right. Like, yeah, okay, like he's blind. Right. So there's there's a there's a there's a you know there's the there's the whole storyline and you buy into it and you go along with it and at the end you you have something revealed that changes everything about what you just saw. Yeah. Collateral beauty is like that. Really. All right. It's not an action movie. It's a chick flick. It's it's Will Smith and a lot of other. Very awesome actors. There's one in there that I don't even think makes the credits. Well, actually, she might be in the credits now, but I don't think she did originally. When you see it, you're going to be like, oh, wow, check this out. Really, really cool who was in the movie, um, and it works. I mean, it's a fun movie, and uh, maybe a little emotional. if 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 you don't like getting emotional in front of the people you're watching movies with, watch it by yourself. Great movie, great movie. I'll leave it. I'll leave the description for uh, IMDb, and if you really want to watch it, you go ahead and do that. The other thing I've been streaming on my own is Jupiter's Legacy. It's a series on Netflix. You guys yes, heard of it's, it? It's the yeah. sequel. It's it's the sequel to is it Jupiter's Landing, the t- the movie, correct? You or know, I think it does have something to do with that prequel or something like that. Yeah, the movie that we came out with. Uh, what's his name there? Said Channing Tatum was in it, and uh, Mila Kunis, I think, was in it. I'm gonna have Something to watch ascending. that movie. Yeah, yeah, I, that's I, it. Jupiter Ascending. I don't know. I, I don't know if there's a connection. I really don't. I, I, I don't, don't think there is. This was a comic book series by I think yeah. Mark Millar. It was. This is definitely a comic book series. It's a bunch of superheroes. They get their powers <laughs> somehow. I haven't gotten to that point yet. Um, and then, and then there's, uh, you know, then there's their descendants they have powers, etc. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a story about a really messed up family, and um, yeah, and how they get their powers and what they do with them, and and how some people handle them and some people don't handle them, you know. And it's a, uh, it's, it's interesting. I'm not going to say it's the best thing I've ever watched, but it's definitely interesting and it's got my attention. You know, I is not really, getting a sequel series. I was gonna say that so, I a wanted secret season. Sorry. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They they canceled it like three days after it came out or something ridiculous. I actually was going to watch it, and then I'm like, okay, no point in watching this. They are going to continue making stuff in that world with some of the villains and stuff that have shown up. Yes. But for whatever reason, they're not continuing with the main story. I, I think it's Which is watching. dumb because that show went on. I mean, that comic went on for a while. Like, they had, like, source material to use. I think it's worth watching, uh, in all honesty. Yeah. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I, I found it. I He's found done it with my it chance. <laughs> I've been watching it. No, I'm, I'm going to watch it through until the end and... I wanted to check it out until they said that they canceled it with season one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe another streaming service will pick it up. 
That'd be nice. No, they, HBO Net, Max. Netflix, Netflix owns that. They produced it so that you're not going to see that going anywhere. That's unfortunate. And, and they have a production deal with uh, uh, Mark Millar. So that's right. Um, th- th- yeah, it can't go anywhere. Well, then they need to do some stuff with, with like his good stuff. So, <laughs> just saying. <clears throat> All right. Um, before we sign out for the night, I, I just want to want to throw the tease out there for what's happening next episode. Uh, Corbs is reviewing Predator. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but that's not really yet. Um, Doctor Hugh, tell him. We are going to be going on a ghost hunt this Friday, and we are going to today be talking. because when the episode oh, comes yeah, out, today. it's today. So if uh, we're not all dead or possessed, or maybe we will be back if we're possessed, that could be cool. Uh, we are going to be talking about said ghost hunt. Uh, we're going to be going with the grid, a uh, friend of Paul's, and uh, we're really excited about this. We've got some cameras. Uh, hopefully some interesting things will happen, and nobody breaks their neck. And cool shirt, man. Oh, yeah, and very cool shirts. Yeah. What time are we going? What time are we meeting there? We have to meet at 11 o'clock. At night? At night, yes. Ghosts aren't out during the day, man. Sorry. Yeah, you fucking, you're fucking with my program here. That's fucked up. Seriously. Do you fuckers know what time I get up in the morning? Not on a Saturday. God damn no. it. No. Okay, I'm going to meet you at your house, Paul. I'm going to ride with you. That works for it's, me. It's 10.30 at my night. house, then. Yeah, it's, fr- right. it's Friday night that we're going. Yes. So it means you have to get up Friday morning. Well, yeah, for work, and then I'm gonna try and yeah. do that whole nap thing after work. But I have actually kids, so. that, that's not a bad idea. Um, ten thirty. Crash around. at your house, Paul. This is also okay. Uh, crashing might mean you know whatever six a.m. when we're done or whatever. whatever. What really sucks for me is um I have to take Kylie to warrior saturday morning <laughs> not my problem that <laughs> no, isn't it isn't at all and uh i shouldn't do this to embarrass her but uh she just hit her band test and failed it by one fucking point so we go in with the coach on saturday morning to go over stuff and when she when she aces this she gets um elevated to the next level and she can join the competition team nice uh, nice. Yeah, so there goes all of my fucking free time. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm super psyched for her. she. She has done so good in the last couple sessions. She has been busting her ass. I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook or not with me posting her uh, her getting the ten uh, foot warp wall. Yep. Not gonna lie, I got misty when she did it because that, that was <laughs> huge for her because she's literally like three foot tall. So her getting a ten foot <laughs> one that was it was pretty big. Um. But that about does it for me tonight. I don't know about the rest of you guys. Anybody got anything to say? You're, you're throwing fingers at me or a pen. Yes, I do have something to say. Please um, do. Just, you know, um, on the uh, the note of uh, always revealing too much or more than people want to know, I had an interesting experience last night. I had what I call an epiphany. Okay? <laughs> kind of like an epiphany, but it involves defecation. Um, Paul, you, you might, uh, you might uh, understand this. So, Get around um, 7.30, you know, we're about getting ready to put the uh, daughter to bed. I go and I realize that I didn't take my metformin this morning. Ooh, that's no fun. So I just, yep. both pills down it, go upstairs. Ooh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. So you doubled up? I doubled up. 
Oh, that's yeah, new. I all about half an hour new. later, my stomach is making sounds, and I have the, I mean, loud, stinky, awful gas. It was bad, but I'm like, it's just it messing with my stomach. I don't feel like I have to poop. All right, so put her to bed. My wife and I watch a couple episodes of uh, Handmaid's Tale and everything. I'm doing my nightly routine. So at the end, we stop watching TV. She continues watching TV. I set up the coffee maker, start the dishwasher, let the dog out, all those things. And then I go take my, you know, nightly poop because that's what I do. I start feeling it's coming on. It's coming on. I can feel it. You know, it's like, I'm like, all right, I got to hurry. I get the dog in. I'm trying to fill the coffee maker. All of a sudden I get to the point where I'm like, oh my God, I can't finish this stuff and do this. And I start running toward the bathroom and I have a pain like I have never felt in my life. And I've held in a shit before. Okay. I have done it. I have never felt pain like this ever in my life. And as I'm opening the gate, this, this moment, the second in time was stretched out. It felt like it was much longer. And I actually had a conversation with myself. And part of that conversation was, is it acceptable at this point in my life to shit my pants just this once? <laughs> Is that okay? I've never thought that before. It's always been about getting to the toilet before it happens. I'm four feet from the opening to my bathroom, from my bathroom door, and I'm asking myself, can I let it go just this time? Now, I will tell you, I did make it. I made it barely, but it was the strangest thing because I'm not kidding. It really felt like time stopped, and I had a chance to question my choices 